Did you know that it's Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAPI-owned brands right now like Cardon, Kaja, Amelia George, and Hey Maeve. Plus, you can support college access and student access when you donate online to Roundup in-store to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander-owned brands at Macy's.com or in-store. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. Boy, if you enjoy listening to our podcast, imagine what it would be like to watch the podcast. We're doing live shows and you should come. If you are going to be in Montreal, Canada, uh, for the Just for Last Festival, we'll be there too. We're doing a show Thursday, July 25th at 1130 a.m. for some reason. I think they got confused and thought we were morning people. So if you want to see us tired and hungover at 1130 a.m., come to this show. We might have guests. We might not. But we'll definitely be there in, in some sort of fashion. And if you're going to be at, in Los Angeles Thursday, August 1st, we're performing at Largo at the Coronet, 8.30 p.m. You can get your tickets online. You probably should get your tickets online in advance just in case it sells out and people are like walking up because they are just like, I'm spontaneous. I don't have a thing to do tonight. And then they come to our show. You want to plan. Plan in advance. Get your tickets. And see us live. We'll answer your questions. We'll answer voicemails. We'll, tr- we'll discover new things together. We'll probably be wrong about a lot of it. It'll be fun. Come. I feel revved up. Vroom, vroom. Oh. <laughs> Ooh, I'm even more revved up. <laughs> Time to get this Whoa. show started. Yeah. Wow. Thanks for listening. This is Best Friends. <laughs> this is Best Friends, the podcast. With Nicole Byer. And Sashir Zameda. Yeah. <sighs> Sometimes people say your name incorrectly. Oh, so many times. And it makes me really angry. Yeah. Once I got confused because I had heard several iterations of it. Mm-hmm. And I said, Sashir, is it Zameda or Zamata? And you said, you know, and you wouldn't answer me. Do you remember this? I don't remember. It was very that. funny. <laughs> so then I like, I don't know, retreated within my brain and was like, I do know this. <laughs> I do know. And you, then, you said my, my name in your phone as something else for a while, right? Because you were uh, trying to spell it? Yeah, I think, let's see, Sashir... I think it might have been S I. Oh boy. S I like C H A E R. I don't know. It was something fucking wild. <laughs> and every time you texted, I was like, who is she? <laughs> who is this I was like, woman? I know her and I just don't know how to say her name. So I think for maybe the first, I don't know, 
two months of our friendship, mm-hmm. I really did not say your name out loud. That's funny. And I would wait for people to say Sashir, and I'd go, hmm, that's it. <laughs> and then I'd look at my phone and be like, but it's not it. Sashir. Sashimi? Sashir. I was so confused. It was, yeah, man, it rocked my world. Rocked my socks. It rocked my socks right off my fucking nose. Yeah, I got a lot of Shashir. Shashir, yeah. Shashir Zamata and, uh, no. Mm-hmm. Zameda. Zameda. Sashir. Sashir Zameda. Um, and then I think your name is a traditionally male Indian man's name. That's correct, yeah. Uh-huh. I was, uh, when Facebook was just for college students, I mm-hmm. was the only Sashir. And then when it opened up to the public, it was just me and a bunch of Indian men with the name Sashir. Cool. Yeah. Look at you. Yeah. yeah. Also, cute little flex that you were on Facebook <laughs> when it was exclusive. Were you not? No. Really? I did not go to real college. <laughs> oh, that's right. I went to a school where we learned how to paddle turn and and repeat lines from Shakespeare. But did anyone explain what it meant? No. (laughs) I went to theater school, which was like truly so stupid. I don't have a degree. I literally have a certificate that says she can act. No one's ever asked to see it. No, they never will. I've also never offered. Maybe I should start carrying it around and offer it. Do you want to see my certificate? Do you want to see my certificate? Oh, this girl's legit. Wow. Um, It actually was not... Well, I don't know how other people feel about being the the test subjects of Facebook, but mm-hmm. uh, when I was on, I remember my roommate, I guess she was connecting with, with a ton of people. I think I joined while I was in college, but she did it before we even got to school. How? I have no idea. Oh, when she, over the summer, she got her... Um University email. I guess so. Right? Because don't you all have like email addresses that yeah. say like mycollege.com? Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Fucking lame. <laughs> so, like, oh, yeah, I'm nickelbarryyell.edu.com. Email me. So stupid. Um, do you still have a college? really hard for those <gasps> emails. How do you still you? have your college email? I don't. Do they take it back to give to another I think sister? I actually recently got an email that was like, yours is gone now. Wow. So, yeah, I don't know. Mine was like, a series of letters and numbers, and then the university. Not your name? No. Mm-mm. What school did you go to? <laughs> university of Virginia. I don't get it. <laughs> I mean, I think I think it was like uh, <laughs> that might be typical, but I have no idea. But it was just like S M Z five Q at. So that's your name. Well, yeah, I guess it's like my initials and some numbers, huh. and then. The, in virginia.edu. Mm. Um, but anyway, she, she signed up for Facebook, was connecting with people, mm-hmm. and then some guy knocked on our dorm room door, and she wasn't there. Was he hot? No. Was he packing heat? No. He didn't have a gun? Thankfully, no. <laughs> Do you have a big dick? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay, these are my two questions about visitors to dorms. <laughs> And he's looking for my roommate. And uh, I was like, no, how do you know her? He's like, oh, we met on Facebook. And I was like, this is freaky. Wow. But, you know, I guess now people are just like slipping in DMs all the time. And that's how people meet and date and communicate and become best friends. So many people I know have started dating a woman who has slipped into the DMs. Oh. So then I was like, should I be slipping into people's DMs? Maybe. Whose DMs would I slide into? Michael B. Jordan. Why not? Reach for this guy. Okay. I'll do it. Try it. Okay, what should my message say? I really like the bumps on your body in Black Panther. I would rub my pussy all over it till you glisten. 
bad, good, who's to say? <laughs> yeah, I can't tell. I hope he likes it. <laughs> you seem ribbed for my pleasure. Want to give it a try? <laughs> that brought me joy and a weird laugh came out. I said, mama, mama, mama. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, look at that pick. Mm-hmm. Ooh, we daddy. Yeah. Ugh, kill monger. You can say you can kill my monger. Yes, and my monger is my pussy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Although monger sounds like a stinky pussy. Oh. Right? Yeah. And mine doesn't stink sometimes. My kill kill. You can kill my you can kill my pussy. Uh, is it? Is kill my vagina. Kid. Get in my you pussy. Can murder my clit. You can fuck me, me to the moon and I'll come back. I'll get. <laughs> <laughs> fuck me to the moon. <laughs> what is that song? Fly me to the moon. You know that song? Um, it's like really old. Fly me to the moon. Yeah, you got it. Who <laughs> <laughs> sings it? I have no idea. Fly me <laughs> to the moon. Frank Sinatra. Frank Sinatra oh, sings it. Oh, blue eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, man. Someone else was singing something Frank Sinatra. Who was it? Who was it? <laughs> <laughs> I said, who was it? I looked around the room of four people who definitely didn't say it to me. <laughs> so much urgency. Uh, <laughs> I think we were talking about the New York, New York, New York. <laughs> that song. <laughs> Where he's just screaming New York. <laughs> I wish I could remember who it was. But who, who brought up that song? Yes. Who gives a shit? Does it matter? <laughs> yes. Why? It's on my brain right now. Okay. And you know me, it's hard to move on once something is on my brain sure. right now. Let's figure it out. Was it Let's John? See. I don't think it was John. Was it Langan? Let's see. Who was I with? Today? Mm-mm. Yesterday. Oh, man, I'm never going to figure that out. Maybe it was John's boyfriend? Okay, so it, once we figure this out, how will it further the conversation? It won't. Okay. I started watching Frasier. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, who said New York? <laughs> have you seen Frasier? I have. I don't remember much of it. Okay. My friend Yamara gave me a list of episodes to watch. Oh. I watched I, well, two. Uh-huh. And one is my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> it is with Kim Coles. Mm-hmm. Kim Coles, Coles plays Dr. Mary, and she gives out advice from her, like, uncle, and she ends it all with, okay, okay. And... She does a really interesting thing where she code switches. She speaks in her normal Kim Cole's voice when she's talking to Frasier. But then when she gets online, she like gets in this like sassy affectation that is really fun. And then they like make her a co-host, even though he doesn't want her to be the co-host. And like they add her face to the bus stop uh, sign. And it's just very funny. And he's like obviously irritated and he doesn't know how to speak to her. And then it gets to a point where he's like, I can't speak to her. I can't get her fired because she's a she's a black woman and she'll get all sassy and she'll accuse me of being racist. And then Frazier does an impression of a black woman that would not fly today, but was so fucking funny. (laughs) (laughs) I was screaming. It was so funny. Wait, does he like do it on the radio show? No, he does it when he's talking to uh, Daphne, his dad, and Niles. That's funny. <laughs> all my friends, all my new friends. Yeah, <laughs> you're in this. <laughs> I'm in Fraser, man. Ooh, baby scrambled eggs, ham. I don't know the <laughs> theme 
song is that it? That's that, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then he screams this line that made that I had to like pause the TV and like I just laughed. He goes, just because there's kittens in the oven doesn't mean they're biscuits. And that <laughs> made me laugh so hard because it doesn't make any sense. Why were there kittens in the oven? No, no. It's just like a metaphor for like something that you want to be isn't what you want it to be just because you want it to be it. Does that make sense? Oh, wow. Okay. So, just because you want muffins. Wait. Just because you want a bit. Okay. So, there's cats in your oven, mm-hmm. but they're not, and you want a biscuit. Just because you want the biscuit doesn't mean that cat is a biscuit in the oven. Okay. It's a wild analogy. It, yeah. <laughs> but it made me laugh so hard. Mm-hmm. And then she, uh, I don't want to spoil the end of it. But then he says to her, he's like, I had a hard time speaking my thoughts to you because you're a black woman and I didn't want you to accuse me of being racist. Whoa. And then she says her piece. And it's a, it's an interesting conversation that I, that I was like, this could have been doubled down. Like you could have done multiple, like a arc of episodes yeah. about this because it is an interesting thing where like some white people are, don't want to, you know, speak ill of black people because they're like, oh, I'm just going to get called a racist. Yeah. It's like, well, you don't have to like all of us. You just have to like treat us like we're humans. Mm-hmm. It was just very, it was, it was I, cool that, that was a storyline. What a fun episode. Yeah. Howling. And then he helped EP. Girlfriends, Girlfriends. <laughs> which we just dis- I discovered last night when you told me. Yeah. That's nuts that Fraser Crane <laughs> is the number one EP on Wikipedia of the television show Girlfriends, which ran eight seasons mm-hmm. that chronicled the life of four or five black women. Four. Four. My girlfriends. <laughs> last night you were like, that's my favorite part about it. It's really funny. This is like that slide. <laughs> girlfriends. My girlfriends. They're through thick and thin. It's so soulful. Oh, I love it. That's very funny. I like the, what theme song do uh, Obviously, the Fresh Prince. Oh, yeah. You sent me the serious Fresh Prince Instagram. Oh, yeah. Guys, if you haven't watched uh, if, if if Fresh Prince was a rated R movie on Instagram, you can probably like Google it and find it. It's so well it done. It's really well done. And also a great story. Yeah, I was like, oh, I guess that is what happened. And then I started thinking, I was like, maybe all great comedy is dramas, mm-hmm. well-written dramas with jokes. Ooh. And then I was like, like, take the heat. I thought the heat was a very funny movie. Mm-hmm. If you take out the jokes, it's a very serious movie about taking down a drug lord. Mm-hmm. And I was like, whoa! <laughs> She's flying all around the room! <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think of other, like, Clueless is Emma. Emma's not a comedy. Hmm. Um, um, I'm trying to think of more. What's your, like, My Cousin Vinny? If haven't you take the it. oh my god, you haven't seen my cousin Vinny. No. Honestly, I want to roll you out of the room and down the staircase and into my car <laughs> and take you to my house and pop in a VHS of my cousin Vinny. Cause yes, I own it on VHS and yes, I have three VHS players in my house. VCRs, yes, that's what they're called. Mm-hmm. VHS from players. <laughs> Do you have a rewind machine too? A what? You remember those? Where you put the VHS tape in there, you push it down, and it rewinds it for you. Why would you need that if you just play it to the end? Your VCR VHS player will do that for you. Maybe when VCRs first came out, they didn't do that. Oh, wow. That's a hot take. Or maybe if you had like a 
ton of movies to rewind? You can't, you can't fathom not having a movie on. <laughs> Quick, <laughs> put in another movie. Put that one in the rewinder. <laughs> I just remember there was like a, like a. And you had one at your house. I don't think I had one, but I remember seeing them. Oh, because I was about to be like, well, that's opulence. <laughs> My house did not come with that kind of opulence. <laughs> no, I grew up in a wild house. Yeah, I had a pink kitchen. Oh, that's fun. Isn't that wild? Like, the cabinets were pink? No, no. The walls. And the dining room walls were pink. Whoa. And the bathroom downstairs was pink. Wow. And then our living room, or like the family room, had a blue accent wall and then beige other walls. Hmm. And then I think the living room was like a powder blue. It was as if each room denoted what gender could enter. Hmm. <laughs> there was a lot of pink and blue. Ladies in, in the house. kitchen. <laughs> Ladies in the kitchen. The men in the living room, because they get to live. <laughs> Men live, women cook. Uh huh. And then my room was purple, multiple shades of purple. Ooh, I loved purple. Also, growing up, I had a queen bed, and my sister had a twin bed. My sister is older than me. Whoa! And I don't know why that happened. Did they like get a queen bed from someone? Like someone donate a bed to them? Yes, my parents were a charity where you could donate furniture. It's not a crazy question. That's not a crazy question. It's called Furniture for Buyers. (laughs) Oh, sorry that your parents could just afford shit. I got a lot of donated shit because we were broke as hell. So, yeah, I had a used bed. I had used clothes. (laughs) I'm so sorry. I grew up upper middle class. My papa is a uh, product of, um, what's it called? (laughs) I don't know. Where are you going? What's it called? Affirmative action. Yes. Mm -hmm. Thank you. I was about to say one black in, even if you don't want it. (laughs) One black in, one white out. (laughs) Yeah, I'm a product of affirmative action, so we got to grow up middle class. It was a real treat. (laughs) Thank you to the government. (laughs) Uh, Thank you. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Um, I think what had happened was... When they moved, when my mother moved in with my dad after they got married, I think they had a queen bed in their room. And then they got a king bed, put the queen bed in the guest room or like the children's room. And then my sister slept on that. And then when they were like, oh, we have to, we're having another child. I think they're like, let's let's get this one a, a twin. And I think they meant to replace the queen with a twin mm. and then never happened. Yeah. So, yeah. So you were born a queen. I was born a fucking queen. <laughs> Slept on my queen bed. And I loved it. I have a memory of me, my, me and my brother slept in the same bed for a little bit before we got bunk beds. And mm-hmm. then eventually he had, got his own room. Um, but I remember like he was, <laughs> I don't know why I did this, but he was sleeping and I picked him up and then I just like dropped him on the bed. <laughs> <laughs> I was maybe like four or five or something. <laughs> And he's, of course, started screaming. <laughs> I got whiplash immediately. My God. I would love that as an adult. That somebody picks, picks you up, up and, and just drops just drop me. It, I mean, I thought it would be funny. Apparently, <laughs> no. I, I didn't read the room. No. <laughs> yeah, read the room. He's sleeping. <laughs> That's very funny. I move around a lot in my sleep, or I used to. Do I still? Yes. I move around a lot in my sleep. Uh, and I used to kick my sister out of the bed. Aww. And once she like landed on a shoe and she woke up, she like shook me awake and she went, stop it. Stop your feet. Stop your feet. <laughs> my poor sister has dealt with so much. I am. Um, <laughs> one of my legs is longer than the other. So do I knock into you a lot? Yes. Ugh. I don't know how I don't notice this, but I knock into people when I walk next to them a lot. 
Because you're like making a long circle. (laughs) Maybe these men aren't actually flirting with me and touching me when I'm walking next to them. It's me. You're just getting closer and closer to them. It's me. You're like, whoa, they are Well, sometimes if I'm walking with a gentleman who like, maybe it's a business thing and we're walking, like he keeps touching me. (laughs) (laughs) It's me. Oh no, and he's probably thinking she keeps touching me. (laughs) But once me and my sister were walking in the mall, Mammoth Mall in New Jersey, and... To me, she kept knocking into me. And I was like, Catherine, can't you fucking walk in a straight line? Jesus Christ. And then she stopped and balled up her fist and looked at me and went, mm, it's you. <laughs> it's you. One of your legs is longer than the other and you've never walked in a straight line. <laughs> oh, no. If I get drunk enough, you can watch me. Actually, sober, I look drunk. Hmm. And maybe that's why people always ask me if I'm drunk. <laughs> I get asked if I'm drunk all the time when I'm fully sober. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah, you're just like cackling and <laughs> walking around in a circle. <laughs> hey, man, to each their own. That's how I like to live. Let me walk in a circle and giggle. <laughs> yeah, no one can tell when I'm drunk or high. Oh, no, you can tell if I'm high because I, I will fall asleep. But Also, sometimes I get worried <laughs> that you look like you're going to pass away. There was one time after one show, I can't remember what show it was, but we were drinking, you had eaten edible, and you were in the corner, sitting pretty straight up, staring at nothing. <laughs> Your eyes truly, you looked dead. And I went, hey, buddy, you okay? And you turned to your boyfriend and you went, I got to go. <laughs> and then he was like, well, that's it. We got to go. <laughs> Very funny. Also, oh, one of my favorite stories about you being stoned. We were in San Francisco. I cannot remember how we got the weed, but we like quickly smoked a joint. I think after the show. I don't know. Definitely after the show. Oh, yes. We yeah, we don't perform high. We're professionals. <laughs> We're professionals. We smoke after an alley. <laughs> so then we get in a lift and you were like, everybody's hungry. <laughs> I was like, oh, I don't think I'm that hungry. And you went, everybody in. There is a Burger King over yonder. So then we go through the drive-thru. You place your order. And then you look at me and you're like, what are you getting? And I was not hungry. And I was like, I don't know. I guess that chicken sandwich at number eight or whatever. And you're like, great. So then... We get it. Your food is gone by the time we get back to the hotel. I didn't even watch you chew. <laughs> the food was in the bag and then in your stomach, and you were looking for more <laughs> because you kept staring at my bag in the lift. And then we got up to the hotel room, and I still had this bag of food that I was going to quietly munch on as the night progressed because I thought maybe we'll tee-hee-hee and watch a movie. No. We turned on the TV, and my friend just stared at me as I slowly ate this chicken sandwich. So then I finally said, Sashir, would you like to eat this? And you went, thank you. <laughs> and they got mad at me. You're like, we were eating it so slowly. I didn't understand why you just weren't eating it. And then you ate all my food. <laughs> like, I say this with love and kindness. You're the fattest fucking person I have ever met who's not fat. I was so hungry. <laughs> You were eating it so slowly, you took like two bites and then set it down. And I was like, is she insane? 
she set it down? She's not hungry. That was one of your complaints that I set it down. She should be eating it right now. I can't believe her. You were so happy to have that in your hand. I was. Oh, man. That made me laugh so hard. <laughs> when I get high, I get really, really hungry. So hungry. That was also really sober. hungry. sober, you're just yeah, always so Very hungry, hungry all the time, yes. But also, you have a good, you like, you know how to stop eating. Yeah. You, were I get you full. not part of the clean plate club growing up? Um, I don't, I think it was like you should eat your food, but it wasn't like you can't leave the table without clearing a plate. Hmm. Were you in the clean plate club? Yes, but. By no one's, no, no one's, no one's <laughs> required that. For me. <laughs> like my dad never finished his food. Like I, don't, I feel like it was just me who was like, "I'll set this table till it's all gone, <laughs> and then I'll go back for more." My uh, my thing was that I ate too fast. Oh, my mom would be like, "It's not a competition. No one's racing you right now. Also, no one's gonna steal this from you." <laughs> yeah, we're indoors. <laughs> so I would just like shovel food in my mouth and like not even chew it and swallow. It. I just mm-hmm. like keep it in my cheeks. <laughs> and so my mom called me chipmunk cheeks because <laughs> it looked like I was just like storing food for later. <laughs> <laughs> That's very funny. I was a literal closet eater. Oh, I would sit in the pantry and eat Ritz crackers, oh. and my mother would open the door and be like, "Please, why?" <laughs> I did so many things that confused that woman. <laughs> oh, God rest her dead soul. Uh, <laughs> um, here's a question about mm-hmm. bunk beds. You mentioned bunk beds four minutes ago. Uh, if a fat person is on the top bunk and the bed breaks, falls down, and kills the person on the bottom bunk, who do you think is at fault? The bunk bed company? Or the fatty? I definitely say the bunk bed company because it oh. should support everyone's weight. Unless, it, I mean, I guess I, I've i never bought a, be- a bunk bed and, like, looked mm-hmm. at the directions and saw, like, there's a weight limit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if it doesn't specify, ideally, it should support people's weight. Yeah, I I think that's right. I was on PotteryBarn.com and was looking not for a bunk bed but happened to end up on the page of bunk beds. Uh-huh. And there was no weight limit. And I was like, but you got to tell these people in the streets. If you're too big, you can't climb up there. I would hope Pottery, Pottery Barn would build beds that are tough enough to mm-hmm. support people. Well, do you remember when we went to, it's not Pottery Barn, it's West Elm. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we stayed at that house in Palm Springs that had furniture that surely was like staged furniture and not real furniture. Right. That bed was so rickety. Oh, I was, was so yeah. scared it was going to break. Yeah, yeah. And then I was like, but it's like a full-size bed, so if two people were on it, I mean, I don't think I weigh more than two people. I think I probably weigh the same weight as two small people. <laughs> but, like, not everyone's small. Some are medium. <laughs> I was like, I don't weigh more than two medium people. This bed's no good. Wait, can you Google... Uh, bunk bed weight limits. I'm so curious. <laughs> Whoa. What? Really? Insane. We suggest 175 pounds for the top bunk. Uh, and this is recommended by the federal standards for bunk beds. <laughs> 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 Who knew there was a federal standard to bunk beds? Whoa. But th- is this for kids? Oh, can you look for adult bunk beds? <laughs> these might be kids. These are children's or adults' bunk beds. It's gotta, that's got to be a kid's size. I guess... Do you, maybe adults don't get bunk beds. <laughs> maybe this is for kids. 
Oh, okay. So a loft bed, which is, I think, an adult bunk bed. Sure. But this is not by the authority of bunk beds. Well, I need, the, I need authority to be. <laughs> it says it's usually <laughs> around 200 to 250 on two... Oh, wait. So that's if there's no bed underneath. So for two bed lofts with a bottom bunk, the low... Oh, the lower bed? Who cares about the lower bed? That's hmm. not going to kill nobody. Hmm. I think 250 might be might be around the, the whale limit. Oh, Okay. <sighs> okay. Okay. I buy that. All right. That okay. Ooh, collapsed bunk bed had weight limit. Local news, Channel 13, 20, mm-hmm. 2007. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Ooh. Okay, in Arcadia. Wow, right here in California. The bunk bed collapsed onto a sleeping two-year-old. No. Sunday was not meant to... Wait, what? Oh, on Sunday. was not meant to be used by children that age. It, oh, okay. So it gave away during their sleep, either by him bouncing or jumping around. Oh, boy. Suffocated this two-year-old. Wait, can I ask a question? Can you scroll back Scroll back up? Why does it say... Um, it says a two-year-old and then was not meant to be used by children that age? How old How old of a child? was? Yeah, it? was he too young or too old? I think too young. Okay. To be sleeping in a bunk bed? It's a... Okay, so this is yeah, so this is advertised as a, a two infant bunkie or a bunk bed style crib. Oh. So it's our baby. It's a baby bunk. Oh. Okay. Okay. So this baby but it bunk still shouldn't be. Honestly, it looks like a prison for babies. <laughs> yeah, it looks like like a fucking <laughs> like a like a pound for babies. You know, where you pull the baby out of the, the top cage. Uh, I think what had happened was it only could take thirty pounds as a whole. But the two-year-old weighed 27 pounds. Big two-year-old. And then the baby... Oh, wait. How old is it? And there's, like, an actual baby underneath? Damn. Yeah. Damn. Honestly? Whoa! You can get a a three-fucking-bunk? Wow. That's too much. These are high-weight-capacity bunk beds. Oh. In case you're big as fuck but love to sleep near the the sun. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, that should be the tagline of some some bunk bed company. You big as fuck and like to sleep near the sun. (laughs) Oh, boy. Uh, Slept too close to the sun. (laughs) You murdered your little brother. (laughs) Oh, boy. Um, I had pole class. uh, Let's not talk about bunk beds no more. I had pole class last night. Yeah. It was a real tough one for me. Oh, boy. Did you learn anything new? A wild combination that I really could not wrap my brain around. I could do it without the pole. So it's like you bring your knee to the pole, your other leg is out in a pike, and then you hug the pole with your knees and then stick the other leg out, and then you swirl it around. It's a real fun, cool move if you can fucking figure it out. Yeah. But I could not figure it out. The Veronica... My Lord and Savior of Pole Christ was like, just drag your leg. Just dra-. She gives me all these great adjustments because, like, I'm not as athletic as some people, and there's no shame in that. <laughs> okay, I own it. So she was like, drag your leg. And I still, like, couldn't. I could only do, like, half of it. It was just so, it was just, sometimes the combinations are just really hard for me to wrap my mind around. Yeah. Um, so that was tough for me. And then we did this, like, little spin in a squat. And I don't have the greatest knees, or the greatest mm-hmm. dexterity when I'm in a squat. Mm-hmm. So uh, while she was doing it, I bailed and then stood up rather quick and then did the end of it and had a big old smile on my face and had an arm flourish. And then Veronica was like, Nicole, 
you didn't do it. And I went, how do you know? Is it because we're in a room full of mirrors? <laughs> she goes, no, that flourish at the end. <laughs> She's like, you oversold it. I love Veronica. Me too. She I'm brings me so much joy. Tomorrow morning. Oh, you are? Mm-hmm. Yeah. For um, level one and a half. <laughs> You're going to see her again soon, though. I want to see her. <laughs> you just saw her yesterday. I know. I know. I haven't seen her in a while. I um, know. I've been away. You have? I haven't polled in a couple weeks. And it's going to kick your ass? It probably will. It truly will. I made the mistake. I So now I'm looking at this class that I took a while ago. It was like <laughs> low flow heels with Veronica. And it says two slash three level. But when I saw it, I thought it said one la- slash two. You were probably the reason why <laughs> I may have been because I feel yeah, I, like this bitch came in not knowing nothing about low flows because I swear it said one slash two and I was like I can handle this and uh-huh. I got there and I was like I am the weakest link in this class everyone is very skilled and they're doing stuff that I'm like when did you learn that I'm taking all the one the level one classes what are you doing mm-hmm. and so yeah I think now they're like no you should probably take two slash three <laughs> for this class that's very funny. I mean, I did the stuff. It was. It looked very clumsy. Mm. I was like, <laughs> we had we worked on walks and crawls, and then they, mm-hmm. she gave us like a combination where we had to like lift ourselves and like throw ourselves over the pole. People Oof. were doing it so easy, mm. and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> and they, they were nice to me, but I was I felt just like a monster in there. <laughs> That's one of the things I love about pole. Everyone's very supportive. Yeah. So like in level one, so our class were like pretty much like the Monday night crew there's like 10 people per class so there's like seven of us who are like pretty hardcore every monday we like say hi and touch and <laughs> goodbyes i don't know we clap for each other i think i may have started the clapping <laughs> because Good. i just get so excited when someone gets something yeah. so we're all very supportive in poll and nobody ever is like this fucking idiot yeah ever like truly like even if you almost get it everyone's like you're almost there yeah. like oh it's so nice and there's all these different bodies mm-hmm. one girl showed her pussy last night by accident Ooh. and it was funny <laughs> <laughs> because some people will wear like little booty shorts i wear a little bit more than a booty i wear like a thigh short mm-hmm. and uh she was wearing little booty shorts and then she veronica calls it the no fly zone you're you know your nubbins mm-hmm. and she she hit the no-fly zone, and that pole said, I'm keeping these panties. <laughs> so she spun it, like, pulled, like, pulled it, and then she let go of the pole. <laughs> she wasn't that far up. Oh, God. She was already, like, one or two rotations down, so she was almost at the ground. So she, like, just let go, and then <laughs> landed with her legs open, and then, like, quickly covered her vagina, and then we all, oh, we all had a great big tickle. Oh, that's fun. It was very funny. I loved it. I can't say. Oh, and they're expanding. Whoa. Yes. So they took out all the cubbies. They put more mirrors and they're going to put, I think, four more poles. Whoa. And I'd like to think it's because I keep talking about it on my podcast. <laughs> yes. You. You are doing uh, it. Bringing business. You know, this and Ampa Hills Creamery are two of my <laughs> favorite things in the world. I went, I went to a voguing class on Sunday. How was it? It was during the evening. I could not attend. I know. Um, you got to come next time. It was very fun. Although, I am, if you do come, you will get recognized. It's all young women and gay men. Oh. So do they know who you was? The teacher, she was like, have I met you before? And I was like, no. And I scurried out of there at the end of the class. Yeah, that's a fun thing you like to do. Oh, I like bailing You're also immediately. Like, I'm sheer. Mm-hmm. And it's really weird when people refer to you as sheer. I'm like, that's not her name. 
It, that is my name, according I, to it's Lyft not her, it's not Postmates. Her name. <laughs> well, now on Lyft, I'm Nikki. Yeah. And anytime someone's like, for Nikki, I'm like, oh, wrong car. And then I'm like, oh, no, it's me. <laughs> oh, wait, sorry. Sorry, I am Nikki. Um, yeah, because the sheer is very yeah. distinct. It's a great name. But uh, Sheer is my nickname, so I'm not mm-hmm. lying. Who calls you Sheer? Um, people from college. Huh. Okay. <laughs> huh. So uh, people from your past get to a little extra goodie. I mean, you could call me Sheer, too, if you no, want okay. to. I didn't go to college with you. <laughs> Does No, it's fine. It's no, it's I'll call you your full-ass proper name. <laughs> you That's what I'll do. Yeah, I'll call you your fucking government name. Me and... Me and me and the fucking government would just say Sashir. <laughs> yeah, you and the government call me Sashir. Sashir. <laughs> uh, yeah, you don't call me Nikki and uh, my people from that time, college time period. I didn't go to real college, so it's hard for me to be like, my college, for it wasn't real. <laughs> I went to um, like an insane thing. Um, they call me Nikki. Mm-hmm. Has your school asked you to like come back and do anything? No. That's pretty funny. No. Isn't that fucked up? <laughs> Isn't that so fucked up? Yeah. Guess who they love? Jesse Tyler Ferguson. They ask him to come back and do everything. <laughs> you know who else they love? Uh, this man who played Mary Kay and Ashley Olsen's dad on their ABC sitcom, uh, Two of a Kind. <laughs> Whoa. Christopher Sieber. That's his name. You know who gets to come back? Tyne Daly. Don't know if she's still living, but she got to come back so many times. They never once asked to go by. They never once asked. <laughs> You're one of their shining stars. No, I'm not. Apparently not. <laughs> <laughs> no, they've never reached out. That's I'm not crazy. on their alumni list. Jason Derulio went to AMDA as well. Uh, he's like I'm all sure he's over. busy. Well, Does yeah. Like well, they like plaster him all over the website. Uh-huh. Like, there's a whole alum. Can you go to the AMDA? It's A M D A. Like, maybe just put alumni. Yeah, Jason Derulio, Jesse Tyler Ferguson, Tyne Daly, Paul Servino. Who's Casey leaving? Why aren't I? <laughs> Janelle Monet fucking dropped out. I finished. <laughs> oh, Anthony Ramos. I didn't know he went. Jason fucking Mraz. Whoa. Yes, Marissa Jarnett Wilkiner. She went. I truly. Hmm, yeah, you're. You no, should be up no at the top. Where? I mean, it's fine that I'm not at the top. It's wild that they won't even acknowledge me. That is crazy. Isn't that mean? It might be because I've shit talked it because I learned nothing there. Oh, well. It's a terrible then, school. And if that, yeah, if you're going to do that, of course they're not going <laughs> to. They were in a scam where they were telling people that they were like accredited and they were not. Oh, no. And then um, the only reason my dad. So AMTA is a, uh, it's an acting conservatory. So I learned no more about math or science after high school. I just learned how to act, to hit a mark, to really get in the character. Um, and um, among other things, I learned how to drink. Uh, mm-hmm. So my, my dad agreed to let me go um, because I read that it was a credit, or not accredited, but like your credits could transfer to the new school university. And so if you do... Um, to, you do your, like, four semesters in AMDA, you can transfer to new school and start as a junior and finish out your two years. Mm-hmm. Uh, it turns out you start out as a freshman and a half, and you're in school for another fucking three and a half years. And I was like, no way I can do that. Yeah. So I just now have a certificate from a school that refuses to acknowledge me. Crazy. <laughs> Isn't that nuts? Yeah. Hmm. Oh, our friend. Um, I just it- said Anthony Ramos. Oh, whoops. <laughs> 
I just said Anthony Ramos. <laughs> hey, well, we love Anthony Ramos. We love him. We knew Anthony Ramos before he blew up. Well, does he remember us? Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> and I said that Anthony Ramos is going to be a star. He's Look at him. Great. He was in a star is born. <laughs> Literally a star. Literally a star is born. He's doing commercials for a booze company. Ooh. Where he walks into a bar and everybody's his friend. And I said, get that money, my friend. Get that money. Um, yeah, it's so wild that they won't include me. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe saying nice things, but <laughs> can't. Yeah, don't lie. Bad. Sure. Uh, also, I went to a musical theater school just to study straight acting. I think it was because I was like, I'll leave learning how to sing. And I did not. Mm. Very bad thing. Today and every day, Planned Parenthood is committed to ensuring that everyone has the information and resources they need to make their own decisions about their bodies, including abortion care. Lawmakers who oppose abortion are attacking Planned Parenthood, which means affordable, high-quality, basic health care for more than 2 million people is at stake. The right to control your own body and get the health care everyone needs has been stolen. And now, politicians in nearly every state have introduced bills that will block people from getting the sexual and reproductive care they need. Planned Parenthood believes everyone deserves health care. It's a human right. That's why they fight every day to push for common sense policies that protect your right to control your own body and against policies that interfere with decisions between patients and their doctor. Planned Parenthood needs your support now more than ever. With supporters like you, you can help reclaim your rights and protect and expand access to abortion care. Visit PlannedParenthood.org future. That's PlannedParenthood.org future. Love starts with you. Show off your personal style every day with new Pandora pieces that set a shining example for the world to see. From big feelings to small messages and everything in between, beautiful hand-finished jewelry from Pandora radiates with your love from every angle. Create a look that's all your own with a unique mix of meaningful charms or choose from Pandora's sparkling selection of timeless designs, perfect for making an eye-catching statement. With Pandora Jewelry's vast selection of rings, bracelet, earrings, necklaces, and charms, there's endless ways to love it, stack it, and wear it, and share it. Style your everyday favorites with sparkling cuts, vibrant enamels, and playful designs, or truly make it your own with a personal engraving. Pandora Jewelry is the perfect way to share the gift of love with yourself and the ones closest to your heart. Shop now at Pandora.net. Pandora. Be love. I don't wear makeup often, but when I do, I want to make sure I can use products that work for my skin and look good for my skin color. And so that's why I like Thrive Cosmetics. Thrive Cosmetics has a full line of makeup to refresh your everyday look. With clean, skin-loving ingredients, their foolproof products make it easy for any skill level to apply. Their Brilliant Eye Brightener can be used as highlighter-eyeshadow combo that makes your eye look effortless. It comes in 16 buildable shades to choose from and play with. Their easy-to-use Infinity Waterproof Eyebrow Liner helps you achieve your ideal eyebrow look. It holds like wax and blends like a powder. I love the Waterproof Eyebrow Liner because most of the time I just do my eyebrows and walk out the door. I like having a nice little, like, finished look. It looks like I tried, but I really didn't. I don't need multiple things. I don't need a brush and then a separate liner and then a separate color and blah, blah, blah. It's all one thing and it's great. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order 
at thrivecosmetics.com slash best friends. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash best friends for 10% off your first order. Black representation in the media means so much to me. I loved Whoopi Goldberg growing up and I was like, oh, that's a woman who like, she, she's got the same skin tone as me. She kind of looks like me and I can do it. So honestly, the next generation of influential black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. Every episode is a living account of what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Listen to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get podcasts. Why not grocery shop from the comfort of your couch? With Thrive Market, the no-junk-food-healthy grocery store, you can! Make Thrive Market your go-to for your grocery and household essentials. The convenience of getting everything online and quickly shipped to your doorstep is a huge time-saver. Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and sourcing methods. Whether you're looking for organic kid snacks, low-sugar alternatives, or gluten-free pantry essentials, They restrict hundreds of ingredients across their food and cleaning categories. Use their on-site filters to curate your own shopping experience to make simpler, healthier swaps. So the filters I use are, I don't want gluten in my belly. So I say, no gluten, because gluten sometimes it hurts my tummy. So I say, less gluten, more not tootin', you know, because sometimes I get farty. Okay, save time and money as the Thrive Market member on every single grocery order on average. Customers save over 30% each time. I love how Thrive Market supports my life and grocery shopping habits. Ooh, they have a Thrive Market brand creamy peanut butter 16-ounce jar. And that's that's something I like. And then they have Thrive Market grass-fed organic ground beef. Oh, boy. Boy, it's so yummy and delicious. So save time and money and shop Thrive Market today. Go to thrivemarket.com slash best friends for 30% off your first order, plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash best friends. Thrivemarket.com slash best friends. I did uh, the Disney College program. I told you this. I know. Okay, great. All right. You cocked your head. And I was like, I hope she doesn't think this is new information. Just being dramatic. Okay. <laughs> it's a treat for you. Well, uh, I wanted to do like some sort of study abroad program, but I guess I didn't, didn't want to go abroad. So I did this Disney mm-hmm. thing in Florida. And I mean, that's abroad. Everybody down there wild. Yeah, it really is like a whole new world. Good one. <laughs> <laughs> Can't use it. Disney. Oh. Disney will come for you. Can I say the words? It's really like a no. whole new world. No. I can't say that. I mean, I can't that, say a whole new world. I, I don't think you can say Disney and then the name of the song. Or maybe you can. You can say I the name do, of the I song. I couldn't do it in my special. Wait, what was, the, what was the thing that you wanted to use? Um, poor Unfortunate Souls. 
I couldn't ah. say Ursula and Poor Unfortunate Souls together. Whoa. Like, uh, standards was like, can't do it, so sorry. And then I couldn't sing it even though I changed, the like, a word. What did you end up saying? I don't know. It got cut, I think. Dang. I think that line got cut out. Or maybe it didn't. That's so strange. Yeah. Uh, Disney, they'll come for you. They will. Um, they also made it clear during our training, like, if you fuck up here, you're fucked up with Disney for life. Wow. So, like, uh, if you're terminated, uh-huh. which is how they describe being fired. You're not just fired, you are terminated. They kill you. They, like, they kill They remove you <laughs> from society. Uh, I guess you get, like, a black mark on your name. Mm-hmm. And so if you ever apply, like, ABC, ABC Family, ESPN, um... Now Fox. Now Fox. I guess Marvel? No. Is that Disney? Yes. Yeah. Really? Yeah, it's like, they were just a big umbrella for a lot of stuff. Uh, they will remember. But I don't know how true that is because, like, are you really going to remember what this 19-year-old did at a theme park? Always. <laughs> Never forget. <laughs> Always. That's wild. Disney is really, um, I mean, created a monopoly, which is kind of gross. Mm-hmm. It's so, it's wild that that was allowed to happen, that that merger was allowed to, it shouldn't I have know. been. Disney should not own almost everything. That much of our media. Yeah. And they're like weird, like sanitized stuff. Like it's really strange. But I mean, hey, if you're hiring, <laughs> let work. me drive to Santa Monica to say six words. Oh, don't get me wrong. I'll work for Disney. Oh, yeah, yeah. I just, uh, the business is uh, practice is a little shady, but I'm here for it. I'll be in Toy Story 8. I will. Hell yeah. I'll voice. Ooh, what would I voice? What would you voice? A big Raggedy Ann doll with one eye. That'd be great. That's pretty, I think that's like it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay, if anyone who's involved with the Toy Story franchise, I would love to play a Raggedy Ann doll with one eye and who's constantly having to sew herself up because her, her seams keep Uh-oh. a busting. Oh, no. <laughs> it's so hard for me to stick together. <laughs> I, what would I be? Yeah, what kind of toy would you be? Um, I would probably be <laughs> maybe like putty. And I'm like, oh, oh, they moved me in a really uncomfortable position. And I got to stay here until they move me again. Good answer. Thank you. <laughs> now we're in Family Feud. Yeah, I love Family Feud. <laughs> good answer. Uh, it was a great answer. I thought it was like pretty, I thought it was pretty good. I think you'd enjoy being a buddy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Family Feud. They're so nasty. The questions. Sometimes, I think I called you about this question that I hated so much. It was, <laughs> where... Where where would Santa be if he wasn't delivering toys? Some of the answers perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. It was like uh, uh, making whoopee with his wife, uh, hanging out with the elves, and one of the answers was pooping in the chimney. No. Mm-mm. How is that your answer? Yeah. You asked a hundred people <laughs> on the street, and two people said that. Were they together? Yeah. And they were like, final answer, not changing it. Like, <laughs> two people said pooping in the chimney? Bad answer. I called you. I, yeah, I, I remember <laughs> this. I do remember this. <laughs> you were furious. This is sheer. The world's going to hell in a handbasket. There are people walking around out there thinking Santa's going to poop in a chimney. Wild. It was the wildest thing I'd ever seen in my life. <laughs> And then Steve Harvey, he was he was just as angry as me. I think he probably phoned a friend too after filming. 
<laughs> That's who wants to be a millionaire? Phoning a friend? Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, it's, it's okay. It's still a... <laughs> no, that was, you know, don't be upset. Wow, I just did a real game show salad. <laughs> no, it's, it's okay. It's My price I isn't still, right. No. <laughs> I still understood what you meant. I guess our friendship's in jeopardy. <laughs> I'll never know my wheel of fortune. All right, now we're getting. <laughs> what? Guess who? <laughs> I love guess who. It was just racial profiling. It was a black man. <laughs> and then you slam him down. <laughs> uh, loved guess who. What was? Did you have a favorite game growing up? Like game show or game to play? I don't know. Dealer's choice. Whatever the fuck you want to say. I don't know. Bitch, I'm just trying to create content. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Just out here in these streets trying to create content. What's your favorite game? <laughs> I actually had this board game. I think you're going to hate it. Okay, I can't so wait. it's a board game that is connected to a VHS video. Have but, you seen one of those before? No. So you push play, and while you're playing along, you can like. I guess you can like fast forward or rewind to different parts of it, and that it cor- it correlates with the board game. So I had one for Pocahontas and one for Gargoyles. Do you remember that TV show? Loved Gargoyles. Yeah, me I too. loved that brawny gargoyle who was like the main character. I was like, pretty oh, hot. Fuck him. Can you? <laughs> and then there was like a lady gargoyle with like there red was, hair. Yeah, she was hot. Mm-hmm. There's some sexy gargoyles. <laughs> Do you think people made cartoons to be sexy? Yes, definitely. Oh, wow. They're, like, always over-sexualized. Huh. Um, but, yeah, I can't even remember what the Ooh, goal... look at those shoulders. <laughs> uh, oh, I thought she had red hair. No, there oh, she no, is. Yeah. There she is. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I loved gargoyles. Look at those thighs, man. She could crush someone's Look head. at his thighs. They, everybody Woof. out here crushing. They are th- just weak. Oh, I'd be scared if he says, suck on <laughs> this meat. <laughs> you gonna crush me. Also, his belt buckle, too big. Unnecessary. <laughs> You're wearing a loincloth, okay? <laughs> like, get a fucking rope. <laughs> Who did that? <laughs> right? It's too big. Maybe he found it on the street or something. Yeah, right. <laughs> it yeah, is he went, really big, actually. Yes, it's so no, big. Pointed out. It's wild. Everyone else has regular belts. Yes, he has everyone, a huge. Yes. <laughs> maybe because he's the leader, he's like, I have to have the biggest buckle. Yeah, maybe. Hmm. And then he was like in love with that lady in the leather jacket. Yeah. And they came alive at night? Yeah. <laughs> to do what? I do I not remember. I can't remember. The Were they fighting the crime? Maybe. I don't know. What did they do? They must have been fighting crime. What else, what else do you do when you come alive at night? <laughs> yeah, what happens? Brand- Josh, tell us that. What are you? The series features a species of nocturnal creatures known as gargoyles that turn to stone during the day, <sighs> focusing on a clan led by Goliath. <sighs> in the year 994, the clan <laughs> lives in a castle in Scotland. <laughs> Most are betrayed and killed by humans. The remainder are magically cursed to sleep Whoa. until the castle rises above the clouds. <laughs> Um, 1,000 years later, in 1994, billionaire David Zanatos purchases the Gargoyles Castle and has it reconstructed atop his New York skyscraper, the Erie Building, thus awakening Goliath and the remainder of his clan. Oh, because they're above the clouds. Ah. While trying to adjust to their new world, they're aided by a sympathetic female police officer, Elisa Maza, <laughs> and quickly come into conflict with the plotting Zanatos. In, a deal- in addition to dealing with the Gargoyles' attempts to adjust to modern New York City, 
This series incorporated various supernatural threats to their safety and the world at large. Okay. That's such an Honestly, I'm here for it. I like it. Yeah, now I'm, it's now coming I back to me. Why, uh, why I got greenlit. <laughs> Great pitch. Great pitch. Yeah, get them above a... Uh, I the feel clouds. like there's like a series of things that are like this where it's like a group of things that are not humans and one woman. Mm-hmm. You know, like uh, Ninja, Ninja Turtles yeah, with April. the reporter. And what else was like that? I truly cannot think of. Maybe that. Maybe that's the only other thing I was thinking of. Um, is that a man with the chipmunks? Yeah, Alvin. Yeah. yeah, that's a man. But I'm thinking like monstrous things where it's like humans would never understand. What's the monster cartoons? <laughs> you just googled monster. group of monsters and human woman. <laughs> that's very funny. Monsters. Inc. Oh yeah, Monsters Inc. That little girl. Yeah, yeah. Definitely teenage mutant ninja turtles. Yeah, main mm-hmm. one I, I can think of. Why do you think it's a woman? A woman though? Because women have to help. I mean, get to live lives. Yeah, they like even put in the description like she's a sympathetic mm-hmm. cop instead yeah. of just like a uh, hardened cop. A hardened yeah. cop. She's like, I think women are like represent some kind of like I'll take care of you. Mm-hmm. I can protect. I'll keep your secret. Mm-hmm. If you're a monster, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Honestly, human men are monsters too. Oh wow! What is that? Hot oh, beach is, uh, with shark street sharks. Street sharks. <laughs> street sharks. What is street I don't think sharks? I knew what this was. They're like humanoid sharks that walk around. <laughs> of course, they're very muscular. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck all those sharks. <laughs> Were there any dinosaur cartoons? Maybe. Mm. That I can draw upon. Well, only thing I can think of is We're Back, and that was a full-ass movie with a little boy. You ever see We're Back? No. Wow, what a great film. <laughs> Do tell. So there's this little street urchin who doesn't have no friends. He's, okay. like, in foster care or whatever. He, like, makes a wish that dinosaurs come back, and it turns out at the same time, the leader of a magical circus, with, and he's got, like, a wonky glass eye. He, like, awakens these dinosaurs. Uh, but then they escape, and then he and the kid go on a fucking journey, and then the old man is trying to steal the wishes of children. It's, I'm not explaining it well. I haven't seen it in years. But honestly, the soundtrack is a real fucking bop. (laughs) (laughs) Can you play the, there's a We're Back theme song, I feel like. Yeah, you don't remember that fucking poster? I saw this bitch in theaters. I loved We're Back. I really don't remember this. I feel, is there a song? Maybe during the parade? Uh, uh, yeah. Oh yeah, this beat. I love this beat. <laughs> so maybe it's not a song, it's just this fucking jungle beat that I love. It's a good beat. Oh no, it is a song. Roll back the rock to the dawn of time. Roll back the rock to the dawn of time. You can blow your cool just like a volcano. Snap your fingers and stomp your feet. Soaking up a little of the jungle beat. Is that John Goodman? Yeah, maybe. This is a great introduction to this movie. Oh, for sure. Is that how it starts? No, this oh, is like right. midway through. I see. Very fun. I. It's a great film. Have you seen a goofy movie? Have I? Yes. Oh, yeah. I wasn't sure if you ever. <laughs> yes, I love a goofy movie, mm-hmm. and I love that song. Can't, Come on. Please, Josh. Please, Josh, please give us that song. You gotta. 
The Goofy movie has the best songs. Yeah. Right? So good. Science slumber party. This isn't the song we want. Oh, yes, it is. But there's another song, right? That's great. Oh yeah, this is a good one. I want to go to, this one's a good one. Can you do the end of the song or like end of the movie? It's, it's, it's eye to eye. Yes. yes. Oh my god. <laughs> Polly Shore is in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, what a great... And whoever's singing this is a great singer, too. A great singer. Truly. Just really, can we, can we really wonderful. Go to the end of the song, though. Please, please, please. <laughs> please, just please. <laughs> huh. Oh, right. Say you're here. Sorry. I just want to hear these vocal riffs. <laughs> I just want to hear these vocal riffs. It's very funny to me how much you enjoy vocal riffs. Listen! I mean... What a treat. What a real <laughs> treat to walk through our childhoods. Should we do some emails? emails? Let's do some emails. Or voicemails. Which, which do you want? Mm-hmm. Emails. Emails. Hi, question. Have either of you disliked a guy your friend was dating? What did you do? Anything? Nothing? Make a podcast to talk about it. I don't know. I'm so sorry my email address is what it is. My dad made it when I was nine and Hotmail was a thing. Well, all right, cool. (laughs) Homegirl, I won't say your name or your email address, but you can change it. (laughs) That's wild that you're keeping an email address from when you were nine. You can definitely change your email. I have disliked friends, significant others, I'll say my piece and move on. I, mm-hmm. when I was younger, would like harp on things about like that I didn't like about people. I had a friend who was dating this guy who I at first was like, uh, good time. I like him. He pays for all the drinks. <laughs> what a treat. Hmm. Turns out he was like trying to like buy affection. And like mm. anytime we like disagreed about something at dinner, he would just like buy, like buy dinner. So then I was like, maybe if I pick fights, I get to eat for free. And then I was like, don't do this. Also, you don't like him. He doesn't treat your friend right. Mm-mm. And, uh, I, like, harped on it, and it got to the point where she was like, well, if you're going to keep talking about him, I'm just going to spend all, like, I'm going to just sleep over at his place and stuff and, like, spend more time with him because I love him. So then I was like, well, I don't want to make my friend feel bad, so I have to, I said my piece, and we're done. Yeah. And she has dated multiple men where, like, I was like, how does this make sense? I won't put all her business out there, but she had this one relationship where I was like, y'all, how? How do you, you're not even a, like, you're not even puzzles where you can try to figure out the pieces mm. you're like a glass and he's like a lamp you just don't go together they don't no glasses and lamps 
We all know that. That old saying, baby, you is a glass. You can't be looking for lamps. <laughs> um, yeah, I think you, I, but then also like later in life, if I'm like, oh, I don't really, I don't think I like that person. I'm like, oh, maybe you don't know that person. Yeah. You should just get to know them. Absolutely. And then I have found out later, I'm like, that person wasn't so bad. And then sometimes you're just protective of your friend. For sure. And then it's just like, throw that away. Your friend's not going to go away. Mm-hmm. Get to know the person. Also, it like, it is kind of like being a parent where you're like, no one's good enough for my friend. Mm-hmm. So you kind of come into it being like, who's this joker? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's like they're it's kind of like them choosing to have a, a new friend. Mm-hmm. So it's ideally you all can be friends. But I got wasted and said to your boyfriend, if you hurt my friend, I'll end your career. <laughs> That is that is what you said. At a point in my career, where I still am, and ha- I have no say in anybody's career. No, but you probably could have messed some stuff up. I don't think so. All you gotta do is shit talk to the right people, mm. and then they're like, "Well, I'll just remember to not hire this person." You know, I don't know nobody, right? No. I probably just tell someone on the subway. <laughs> you know what this man did? <laughs> no, you know how to do it. Maybe. Which it wasn't a nice thing to say to a person I literally just met. Yeah. It was very rude. And I should apologize to him one day for it. <laughs> one day. When he's not expecting it, I will jump out of a bush and apologize. Just spring it on him. Yeah, it wasn't nice. I'm going to text him right now. Oh, that's really nice. Oh, boy. I haven't <laughs> thought about that in fucking years. Okay. He's got a wild name in my phone. It's his name. Actually, my nickname for him, his actual name. And then it says, Sashir's gentleman friend. <laughs> I mean, it's true. He's my gentleman friend. I th- I think he knew what was happening at the time, and he realizes that you still don't feel that way. <laughs> but yeah, that was a rough moment. <laughs> <laughs> I said, hey, I said a wild thing years ago that if you hurt Sashira, it would hurt you. Sorry. Also, hi, good afternoon. <laughs> I wonder if ever thought dating you would introduce a <laughs> wild person into his life? I think he knew. Because um, he could tell. He already knew that. I had a pill in my office <laughs> with your face on it. I think he kind of knew that we were obsessed with each other. Mm. And I have another best friend that came with a bunch of complications for him as well. And he's a man. So it was mm. like competition in male energy. Thanks for that hint. I was about to backhand you and be like, who? No, I'm <laughs> kidding. I would never hit you. Thank you so much. I would, I, like, I don't think I really could. I mean, I've hit you when I was excited. Yeah. But that's more like pushing. <laughs> sure. <laughs> it's okay because you're excited. Yeah, I once pushed your friend fully to the ground because there was a $100 bill on the sidewalk. Have I told you about oh, this? Oh, you have, yes. <laughs> I, we were walking and I fully stopped, got in a squat and went, wow! And then pushed her and then grabbed it. And, uh... <laughs> he said, ha ha ha, it was funny. Also, we had taken, hmm, 12 shots of whiskey? Yeah. Yeah, it was a very drunken night. It was really dramatic because it was like raining outside. <laughs> <laughs> we were in like an empty performance <laughs> space. Uh, yeah, but it was also like a huge transitional period. Cause I, mm-hmm. I still lived in New York. You lived here. Uh, yeah. I got a new man. I got a new job. Mm-hmm. And you were... Feeling feelings. And I was all the way on the West Coast uh, screaming at people while I'm driving and getting my car towed. It was uh, fun here. <laughs> I do like L.A. Okay. 
How do I find fun friends? I have lovely, lovely friends, but not a single one of them is funny. Is this just an indicator that I'm actually boring? Damn. Um, sorry, I'm still texting your boyfriend. Oh, great. <laughs> you know, I, I text your mom, I text your boyfriend. You really <laughs> do. <laughs> I've uh, really just embedded myself in your life. <laughs> Hang out with your dad. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, let's see. I don't think it's an indicator that you're actually boring. No. Um, I think this is a tough question. It is tough. I don't know how you find funny friends. Um, yeah, I feel like I just gravitate towards funny people. Yeah. Um, I guess it's hard to say because, like, we're in comedy. Like, yeah. some of my friends are the funniest fucking people I know. Yeah. Um, we have an unfair advantage. Yeah. And then it's just like, like, when I worked at Lane Bryant, shout out to Lane Bryant. <laughs> I worked there for too long, and the girls who worked with me were not comedy people, and I didn't really identify with any of them, and they would, like, call me. They were like, ugh, Nicole's so weird. Like, I would hear them talking about how mm. weird I was, and I was like, all right, I mean, I do wear tutus. <laughs> I do dance to this one song uh, when it comes on three times in a shift. Uh, I am loud. I'm a happy person. And they thought I was so weird. But then, like, they finally started talking to me and then came around. They're like, oh, you're, like, funny. You're, like, you're weird. Like, you're funny. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you're off. <laughs> They're like, but we like it now? <laughs> it just took them a while to, like, get used to me. But I, I think maybe if you are fully yourself, then people who appreciate your humor will gravitate towards you. I think that's true. Yeah. Yeah. You just keep showing your personality. People who are mm-hmm. able to jive with it will be attracted to that. Yeah. Or maybe, like, take an improv class. I mean, yeah, if you look for, like, actually funny people. Oh, boy. I can't believe I gave that advice. I mean, improv, I love improv. I shouldn't say anything bad. We I, met improv, through improv. We met through improv. Improv has given me a lot of things. Yeah. I still do it. We did a midnight show the other day. I know. We left our homes after 11 to do an improv I, show. And I couldn't believe it was happening. And I was like, we're in our 30s. Yeah, why is it still happening? But we were so funny. We were so funny. Funny bitches out there. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Whoa. Read this book. There's Ooh, some good questions. Some of them are really long. Can you cherry pick things from it? Yeah. Okay. I'll try to summarize this. Quick backstory. My roommate and I were BFFs. Then she got a boyfriend and said boyfriend didn't care for me. So roommate and I were not BFFs anymore. Just roommates, although she rarely stayed at our apartment. We had a few confrontations that ended poorly and we had spiraled so far down that I would hide in my room and I would hear her in common areas just so I didn't have to say hi to her. But then her boyfriend died in her shower in our apartment in the middle of the night. She found him unresponsive and called 911 and I woke up to the cops pulling his dead ass naked body out of the tub. Fun fact, when someone young dies in your home, they don't yet let you leave it. So my roommate and I were kept in my bedroom for like three hours while everyone did their policey jobs. It was a truly traumatizing experience. I didn't really get along with her boyfriend. Is that mean of me to say? So it's not affecting me in the same way it's affecting her. <laughs> but, but it's still really affecting me. Dead bodies aren't a thing I check out for fun, so I haven't been sleeping normally. And when I do sleep, sometimes I have fun little nightmares. I truly think that even if we don't have the same emotional attachment, we both went through this crazy bananas thing together. And it's probably easier to be friends through it instead of being alone in our brains. We talked a little bit about it after and have hung out a few times, but she has no interest in coming back to the apartment. 
She is in the process of moving out and has told me that I can either get out to or find another roommate. I told her it's too short notice and they need at least another month, which is, to be fair, the terms of our lease. And she seemed very offended by that. I'm finding it very hard to live in a space where I'm still being accommodating to her grief and trying to rebuild her friendship, but also having to be assertive about my living situation. I don't really have a place that I can just go to and I can't afford to move right now. I feel like she thinks I'm being inconsiderate, but I'm really trying not to be. I just need a place to live. Um, sorry, that was so long, but it's kind of cathartic. Uh, I just need unbiased advice. People who don't need either of us. Oh my God. Ack. To quote my favorite homegirl, Kathy, Ack. Wowza, wowza, wowza. Um, one off the top, get into therapy. That is a very traumatic experience. Yeah. And I think you have PTSD from it. Um, I can't believe how flippant that description was. That's why I think she has PTSD because yeah. she's treating it as not a heavy fucking thing that happened. Yeah. Like, yeah. And this is coming from a person who routinely jokes about her dead parents, but also I've been in three years of therapy and I've worked through a lot of emotional issues and, uh, had a very wayward 10 years of my life mm-hmm. where I acted out and realized that a lot of it had to do with my internalized trauma from losing my parents. But to find someone dead, I've never experienced that. Me neither. That's a heavy fucking thing. And that's something that you're going to hold for forever. Um, I think my friend, you need to understand that she was with this person yeah, in a sexual way, in a loving way, and they were bonded, and he died, and she saw it and had to deal with that. Of course, she doesn't want to stay in the apartment. No, she doesn't. It is, my mother died in my house, and it was hard. None of us sat where she died. Yeah. Because we never got rid of the couch. We should have gotten rid of that couch. But none of us really sat where she died. Um, and like, it just, it changes your environment because like my dad left up her reefs cause he was like, she wanted them up there. It's like homegirl's dead. Like you got to keep living, but he, That's get, the sh- it was the shower. Yeah. And then you have to she be to get in, in the it. shower every yes, day, every day. And that's an awful reminder. Yeah. And I, I think you are saying that you moved on and I don't think you have, mm-hmm. I really don't. And then you getting angry with her and saying that you're accommodating her grief, trying to rebuild a friendship, to me feels like you are, instead of realizing how traumatic and sad this was, you are quantifying it as um, an inconvenience mm-hmm. for her as well. Mm-hmm. That, like, she's grieving. She'll get over it soon. This must That must suck. It sucks for me. But I... I think you both need to grieve, and I honestly think you both need to get out. Like, I think yeah. homegirl needs to get out, too. I think ask phone a friend, get some cash if you don't have the cash saved. Also, talk to your landlord. Your landlord might give you that deposit back early. I mean, yeah, that's a good reason to leave. Yeah, and if they say no at first, be like, someone died here. And then they go, oh, yes, okay. Mm-hmm. Um. But I'm truly, sorry. the way you wrote, you worded this makes me think that you really... Because you did say it was a truly traumatizing experience. I think you got to do more than write into a podcast. I think you got to get into therapy. Yeah, I agree. I agree with everything you said. Yeah, I think... Uh, it's tough. It's tough. Maybe ask your friend what she needs. Yes. Like, if the friendship's done, that's a whole other thing. But yeah. it's like, as a person... 
Mm-hmm. Maybe just see what she needs. And that could just be yes. space. Mm-hmm. It could be helping her move her shit. Mm-hmm. It could be, like, I don't know, a coffee day. It could be anything, but, like... You, you don't yes. know what she's going through. You're both yeah. obviously going through something. Yes, you and, both experience trauma. And yeah, maybe it'd be good to just ask what how she's feeling. Mm-hmm. And one of the things she needs is to move out. For and sure. that you need to respect. And I know it's hard. Again, if you explain to your landlord, I'm having a hard time finding someone to move in because someone died in our apartment. You remember, mm-hmm. you were probably there dealing with it as well. Yeah, ask your friend if she needs something. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Hi, Nicole and Sashir. I'm so excited to hear this new podcast. Here's my question. How do you handle the dynamics when one of you is in a romantic relationship and the other friend is single? How do you deal with being Nicole Byer? As a single person, I am always trying to find the balance of putting up uh, with being the third wheel and risking offending a friend if I say I don't want the BF to join. Right now, I think Sashir has a BF and Nicole doesn't. Nicole, how do you let Sashir know when it's okay to bring her BF along when you just want girl time? Sashir, would you ever be offended if Nicole said, I'd rather it just be us. Please don't bring your BF. Do you assume he's always invited unless Nicole explicitly asks for him not to come? Thanks so much. I feel like you ask. I do he ask, goes, yeah. He's hungry too. Can he come? And I'm always like, yes, because I love him. I think he's great. And I, we giggle. We get along. And it's lovely to see him. Um, I think it's very kind of you to ask because maybe I do just want lady time, but also I see you <laughs> 10,000 times a week. Uh-huh. So for me to be angry that another person is joining would make me a sociopath. But I would also understand because like sometimes you want girl time to like dish or mm-hmm. whatever. So, and he's not always a part of that. So if mm-hmm. you're ever like, no, I just want the two of us. I'm like, Cool. Because I'll see you when I get home. I mean, honestly, truly, though, I don't think I've ever said no. No, I don't think think you have. have. No, it's because I see him so infrequently and it's a delight to see him. Mm -hmm. But if your friend is always bringing their BF, I think you are well within your right to go, hey, I just want like, I just want to see you if that's okay. Mm -hmm. And if they're like, if they get offended, then that's another conversation you have to have to be like, well, why can't you just like leave your significant other for a chunk of time? Like, it's okay. Yeah. Um, Some people um, are good at being couples who hang mm-hmm. like I have friends who are couples who are like I'm perfectly fine being third wheel I like both of you equally you guys mm-hmm. are cool and then I have some friends where I'm like your person's kind of a dead I don't really mm-hmm. want to <laughs> hang out with them mm-hmm. or like I don't feel like fun energy when we're all in the same room so I might specify like girls night or something mm-hmm. or like let's just hang just the two of us because it's not there's no nice way to be like your person bores me. <laughs> yeah, truly, you can't. That's very hurtful. Yeah. Also, I don't really feel like a third wheel when I'm with you guys. Yeah. At all? Like, I don't feel like you, like, kiss or anything. And then, like, leave me to be like, well, this chicken's good. <laughs> um, but I did go on a date with... Uh, my friend, his husband, my other friend, and her boyfriend, and I was, like, at the head of the table, and I was like, I'm at the head of nothing. <laughs> I'm at the head of this ship I'm sailing in the world alone. <laughs> and it was, uh, but then I just had to, like, take a step back and be like, 
all four of them individually are my friends. I'm not the fifth wheel. Yeah. I love them all. No, maybe I wouldn't hang out with a significant other on my own, but like, would I mind it? No, they're pretty fucking cool. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I just kind of just take a step back and be like, we're not like fucking. It's not like the two couples are fucking and then I'm just in the corner sad. We're having dinner. Yeah. Um, So I think that's like a feeling that you just have to not get over, but understand that like, no one is trying to make you feel left out. Yeah. And also, if your friends are, like, making out in front of you, then, like, you could be like, you gotta stop that. Yeah. Not hating on it, but, uh, please. I think it's acceptable to be like, could you stop making yeah. out in front of me? <laughs> I asked my roommate to hang out at his boyfriend's place a little bit more. Yeah. Um, Just specifically, because I was just like, it feels like it's just, it's a little suffocating right now and it's fully because i'm in my feelings but if you can it would be nice since he like he doesn't even have a roommate like just go to his house mm-hmm. and then they started doing that and then i started missing him and i'd be like where's he at and then they would hang out more and it was just like finding a nice balance yeah um yeah you gotta communicate that stuff mm-hmm. and not assume anything because when my man moved here oh, boy. <laughs> you like took a step away from me and mm-hmm. i was like i guess she's either mad at me or maybe she's really busy. I can't really tell what's going on. <laughs> and then all by yourself, you decided to give me space mm-hmm. to accommodate for my man mm-hmm. and didn't tell me that. And if, thank God I, I told Mary, my therapist. <laughs> Otherwise, well, who knows what would have happened. Well, eventually, eventually somebody would have been like, oh. Yeah, I'd be like, what's going on? I'd be like, oh, giving you the space you wanted. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I never even asked for that. Like, like you, you were texting me that, like, oh, this is why I was taking space. And I was like, that's crazy. And then I was like, where are you now? And you're like, in my home. And then I called you. And I was like, why didn't you call me? And you're like, oh, I didn't know. I didn't know if, if your man was, like, next to you. And I was like, I don't know where he is. He's out. I was sitting by myself. I could be at your house right now. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I don't know what couples do. I don't know if you're sitting on his lap at all times. I don't know. I don't know if a chair for you is his dick. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if you talk on speaker and he's standing there watching you. I don't know. He has arms folded, <laughs> shaking his head. I tr- I don't know. So I just, <laughs> I can't wait to get in a relationship and really like figure out what the fuck it is. <laughs> and I can't wait to explain to this man what I think they are, <laughs> where we share socks. <laughs> You share socks, you always sit on him. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I no longer sit in chairs anymore. We eat our dinner in the sloppiest way. <laughs> he, can't, he can't see his mouth. He has to go around my shoulder. <laughs> or like under my armpit. That's a uh, relationship. Oh wait, and then their question was, how do you deal with me? <laughs> oh, how do I deal with you? That's a loaded question. <laughs> <laughs> it's not how she phrased it. The way I phrased it was loaded. Um, um, yeah, I just, I just ask you. Oh, is it up there? Oh, it's this year. Would it ever offend you if Nicole said, I'd rather it just be us? And you said no. Yeah, it would never offend me if you just wanted to have us time because I also love us time and I can have time with my man later. I'm cool with it. Sick. If it was a thing where you were like, I never want to see him, I'd be like, why? <laughs> that would oh. be crazy. But that's never happened. I can't imagine a world, even if I hated him, which I don't. He's one of the sweetest people I think I've met. Um, 
Angelic even. No, he's too tall to be an angel. Uh, yeah, angels are <laughs> tall. No, angels are short and squatty. We mean like cherubs? Like babies? They don't have to be babies, but they're short. They're little. They're babies. <laughs> they're also, babies. Like, why are you talking about them like they're real? <laughs> Your face. <laughs> oh, man. Too bad. Yeah. Podcasting is a... <laughs> uh, Auditory? Ear medium. Hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was trying to say visual and it's not. <laughs> <laughs> what were we talking about? Uh, I think I've maxed oh, out I, on what I can do for today. <laughs> if, uh, yeah, for sure. If uh, if we Been awake if you since told nine. me <laughs> if you told me that you would never want to see my man. Oh, yeah. He's a very sweet man. It just wouldn't happen. Too mm-hmm. crazy. But even if you were dating, um, say you were dating, um, say you were dating. Um, Jafar. No, I love Jafar and you would never be dating him because he's gay. Oh, okay. Say you were dating. Um, Gaston. Too hot. I would be fine with how he treated you. <laughs> I would say, girl, just hold on to those muscles. You'll get through this. Okay, say you were <laughs> say you were dating a river monster. I would say, hey, like he's a little fishy smelling and like maybe like rude because he's always like in the sea and like slopping around and like I don't. I would say it one time, but then I would like hang out with him every couple of times that we hung out. I would pick and choose when I saw him, but mm-hmm. I would never, there's no world, there's no world for any friend where I would say I never want to see your significant other unless I watched them throw you down a flight of stairs <laughs> or like watch them burn you with a poker. <laughs> you don't hang out in dungeons? <laughs> <laughs> well, if I'm dating a fish monster or whatever it was, a river monster, yeah, a river maybe monster. I'm hanging out in dungeons too. Cool. Leave us an email or a voicemail. Nicole and Sashir at gmail.com. Or let's say it together. 424 Wow. <laughs> no. The gargoyles are here. <laughs> oh, we're above the clouds. Oh, daddy, that buckle. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Wait, I gotta know what these cartoon bonks are. <laughs> That's all, folks. <laughs> <laughs> mm. <laughs> Emmy Award winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in LA a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix.